Welcome back to The Lounge. It's a pleasure to welcome a returning guest, Fern Overton of Affinity Daycare CIC, who really focuses on supporting people in their senior years. And she provides daycare for older adults as well as those with dementia. Welcome back to The Lounge, Fern. Hello. Thank you for having me again. Oh, it's always great to talk to you. You're so knowledgeable about this particular area. And I wanted to raise something with you, which our listeners had actually asked. So um, the, the first question is really, what options are available to us? I know you provide the daycare service, but when an elderly person needs more help than we can give them, but maybe won't accept it, even going to something like a daycare service, mm. they just won't accept it. It's so hard because, um, you know, you get to a certain age and in your head, you're still 21 and you yourself can't acknowledge that maybe you need a little bit more help, whether it's, you know, eyesight's failing, you can't see the dust around the room or, you know, your hearing's going so you don't know that, you know, your telly's on 20 and things like that. So, you know, it's so difficult in the first instance for the person you're trying to help to accept that they need it. Um, it's, It's a tough one, really, but there are other people out there and other things that can be done and, you know, it's it's really also trying to accept that it's not a quick fix. These things can take time and you have to really build a rapport, a relationship with the person you're trying to help to to be able to help. You know, you can't as much as, you know, I, I know you said you've got people that are trying to help neighbours. You know, sometimes that neighbour relationship isn't, cemented enough to then cross over to be actually I'm your neighbor I've lived here for 30 years I've helped you with a garden but now actually I'm telling you that you need a bit more that you know there's other work that needs to be done as well sometimes but you're still a neighbor aren't you and that's that's yeah. the thing and you are really talking about um building trust and and just to give this some context it was a listener who'd who'd asked about helping a neighbor who clearly needed so much more support than they could give them it wasn't a case of just fixing the odd window or anything like that it was almost but it's almost like hoarding it's a similar sort of thing you can't just go in and throw everything out and make changes you have to build that trust that's really important and I guess related to that how do we then sensitively manage retaining someone's dignity you know when you know you need to ask those sorts of questions um especially when maybe you're telling them to invite other professionals into the home that maybe they they can kind of see it but they don't know how it got to that stage it is yeah it's so difficult and sometimes you know we are we are in a society where we want to help you know which is lovely I think COVID really did a lot for neighborhoods and communities which was fantastic um and we want to promote people's independence as much as we can um but also you know you can only really help someone as much as they want to help themselves and you do have to cross a line as to whether that is your role or then do you speak to the family and then is that family's role um 
And then again, you know, there's also a completely other thread to go down. There's adult social services that, you know, if you do have concerns for someone um, that you probably may not feel comfortable having that conversation with, you don't think they'll be receptive to that conversation, you can give them a call and, you know, raise your concerns with them and see what they can do as a statutory body for older person care. Uh, That is always an option as well. That's really helpful to know that there are these options, because I think sometimes you think, oh, it's just you and you're the neighbour, so you're the only person. Yeah, and you know what? That is probably one of the most frustrating parts of this job. The the families that I speak to and the older people that I meet, nobody knows. It's not a well-known system um and and for me that is awful because we're all going to get old you know uh child care fantastic we all kind of roughly know what we do if we have concerns about a child don't we if we have concerns about an older person what do we do nobody knows and I don't I think that should be common knowledge you know and people throw around the word safeguarding and and up until now um people have a very negative view on the word safeguard and if you're safeguarding somebody it's because there's something really wrong Mm. and normally that's seen as a negative thing either that's abuse or neglect but actually safeguard if you're safeguarding somebody you're doing that out of love and care and protection of their dignity for them and that's not necessarily because uh, you're someone's abusing them or neglecting them there's also things self-abuse and self-neglect mm. that might not be intentional yeah. the older person themselves might not know what avenues they they can go down either which is why you know it is a good it's good knowledge to have and where you can direct those concerns to I think this is where you you're raising awareness, your work is so essential because what you're doing is really not only raising awareness of the services, but you're working hard to break the stigma of aging because what we do hear a lot of is the, we need anti-aging, we don't want to get old. You've almost got that media um, Mm. approach to aging and we're almost rejecting our own future. What for you do you think we need to make shifts in, in terms of our mindset? I do. I think we need to. I, I think I've said this to you before, Audrey. We need to look at ourselves first before we look at older people with any kind of judgment or stigma. And I look at myself as a 35 year old woman and I think actually if I've um if I've still got mobility when I'm 70, am I really going to feel much different? I probably not. Am I still going to enjoy the same things? I probably am. And actually I look at my my friend our friends that we look after and I think they're still able to walk they're still able to have a conversation let's still give them the opportunities to do the things that they have always enjoyed because that doesn't stop just because you get older like I can think now I like I say to my girls us mummy still feels like an 18 year old you know and I think that doesn't change when you get older you your age might go up a bit like when you're 18 might still feel like a 40 year old but you know you really do have to you know look at yourself and what you enjoy and how you think you would feel at that age before you you know you pass judgment on anybody else that's that age that's so important is being able to take that perspective with compassion and with kindness and Talking of compassion and kindness, there's still, though, so much discrimination. Mm. Age can become almost a punchline for a joke. And if 
calling somebody out isn't the answer, then is it just a case of looking at ourselves or are there other things that we can do to be more compassionate and encourage others to be more compassionate? I think the world can always do with a lot more compassion, whether it's, you know, because you're old, you're disabled, you're a different colour, you're a different race. I think if everybody woke up in the morning with a li- like 5% more compassion than they woke up the day before, I think we, the world would yeah. be a much better place. Um, but yeah, it is... It's about, it is about calling people out, but also, you know, being compassionate to their views as well yeah. as your own. So, you know, and I, and I'll be honest, I don't find um, ageism jokes really offensive because we're all really about laughing and enjoying ourselves and actually mm. making a joke about being old is, is funny sometimes. Yeah. It is funny. And, and my, our friends at Affinity, they laugh about their age all the time, especially when they're 90 and they're going down a slide or, you know, they're in a wheelchair full time and we put them on a wheelchair accessible roundabout. You know, they make the jokes themselves. And I think that is the key is to follow that person's opinion of themselves you know if they do see themselves as old that's fine because they are 90 years yeah. old that is an old age but if they're 90 and they're living their best life go with it don't judge it go with it don't hold them back yeah. but if somebody sat there and you know they're being down on themselves with old about being old do try and be a bit more compassionate about that and then try and explain to them that there are facilities and other options out there to not feel as old as they are and maybe enjoy themselves a bit more. That's beautiful. And that's something that we can all learn for anything. Exactly as you say, go with what the person says yeah. about themselves and let them lead you. And and I do think we probably don't do that enough one to one. And uh, so that's brilliant advice but then that's also you know that for me that is ageism to look at a group of people that have got white hair or use a walking stick and think oh look at them old dears over there that is ageism to me that is you've made a judgment on someone's appearance and you've you've used that because you you deem them to be old Yes. That is ageism to me. Instead of looking at a group of older people and saying, look at them living their best lives. You look at them and say, oh, look at them. Bless them. To me, that's ageism. That's more offensive than saying, you know, a joke or something. About being 90. That's more offensive to me than looking at a group of people and judging them because they, they are older. Yeah. You know what? You're so right. Because that's so patronizing, isn't it? It's just... Yeah, and it is, you're, you think you're being kind, but you're actually really not. You're no, stereotyping yeah. and it's going to change your behavior. That's, yeah, that's that's very powerful. I'm glad you said that, actually. I, I'm, I'm hoping our listeners kind of go, oh, hang on a minute. I, I know I'm going to reframe how I think. And I mean, you know, like you said, people do it because in their mind that is kind. Like, yeah. for instance, I took uh, just a, a small group, four of our ladies, we took them um, shoe shopping yesterday to Dobby's at Wooten to Pavers. And I'll tell you what, the, the staff there in that shoe shop couldn't be more helpful. They were so lovely, so patient and so accommodating. And, you know, it, it is lovely and people see us on the minibus and they do want to come over and chat. But instantly I've got two of my ladies that are in a wheelchair and you know oh lovely where are you bought them out from oh. well you can ask them themselves yeah. a yeah. don't look at me look at the person in the wheelchair and b what do you mean where have i bought them out we're not some sort of institution where 
old people go at a certain age you know these these people live independently they're just not fortunate enough to be able to get themselves to the shops anymore and I think that's lovely that people want to ask and they're interested but the tone and the speaking to somebody that is pushing the wheelchair rather than in the wheelchair that that's ageism as well and that is that I I I really struggle and I'm always polite but that does offend me as well as I'm sure it does my friend the person in the wheelchair no that's that's I'm really glad we're having this conversation I mean that relates also to your way of empowering and helping seniors to view themselves that Mm -hmm. they don't see themselves as oh poor dear in a a wheelchair so how does your organization affinity uh, not just alleviate loneliness but instill that sense of empowerment in people because I know you do so many different activities I know your your whole attitude the way you approach age is just really positive really healthy what else do you do to to really burst break those stigmas um we take numbers out of it Audrey if I'm honest numbers numbers mean nothing to us we are all about the person their you know dreams their hopes what they want to get out of coming from us and sometimes they don't know and that's also absolutely fine but age is just a number and it's not something that we you know associate heavily with what we do you know we have got such we we look after anybody over the age of 55 and our youngest friend at the moment is 58 and our oldest friend is 102 and we look after every age every ability in between and I just think you you take and you take numbers out of it and all of a sudden you've got a group of people that are sat there saying oh we're the 60s and them over there are the 90s take numbers out of it and you don't mention anyone's age and you've just got a group of friends that are there and they see each other at the same age and that's that is the most wonderful thing you can do when you are looking after older people is take take numbers out of it, take ages out of it and just provide a facility where everybody feels safe. Everyone feels comfortable. Everyone feels loved to be themselves. And it, honestly, it's the, the best thing you can do is it, take numbers away. Yeah, I see that. And I think that works actually at most ages once you become an adult anyway because you see people as people then and that's that's absolutely yeah wonderful so um if we want to get hold of you or learn more about affinity where can we find you so we are at st luke's community center in duston we are there monday to friday and our door is always open we are there half past 10 till half past three and we love seeing people you know pop in have a cup of tea ask questions you know even if you don't want to have a conversation uh, or ask questions that you think might be silly come and see us see what we do see what we're about ask those questions that you might you don't want to ask other people in case they're offensive ask me I'll tell you you know I I can only tell you our winning formula and I'll be honest Audrey it is winning we are so busy we don't have enough room for people um which is fantastic I want I want there to be more uh but yeah we're there Monday to Friday half 10 till half three pop in and see us or give me a ring 01604 372 um I'll always answer the phone um happy to have a chat with anybody ask any questions 
or you can find us on Facebook. You know, we've got a Facebook page, we've got a TikTok page because age is just a number. And actually, if I like sitting and watching funny videos on TikTok in an evening, then so do my 90-year-olds. And we make our own videos. We post on Facebook every day with what we've been up to. And both of those are just Affinity Daycare CIC. So, you know, you can you can find us loads of different places. And if all of those fail, you know, we've got two mini buses that are driving around Northampton every day. We go to different places for coffee. If you see our bus, pop along and have a chat with us as well. Amazing. As always, thank you so much. Please, please come back on the show again. I will do. Thank you for having me. And that's all we have time for. But if you'd like to find out more, do go to my website, which is www.draudreyt.com and check out my articles, which give you practical tools to live your best life. Or you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Dr. Audrey Tang, Tools to Thrive.